1: The Jason and Alexis podcast is brought to you by The Free House. As long as snow is on the ground, they'll have snow globes on the patio. Book this unique winter dining experience by the hour by calling The Free House. Full menu is available along with some unique winter cocktails and food items.
2: Don, when you're going to downtown Minneapolis, like a lot of folks do for a theater production, maybe you're going to the Guthrie. Yes. Or you're seeing Wicked for the 80th time at the Orpheum. You want to make it a whole night, don't you?
1: You do. Even if you're going to see a comedy show, I do that a lot. You want to eat dinner down there, and then you want to go see your show.
2: Uh, and I know what you're talking about. You love the Acme Comedy Club, not I you? do. Hey, guess what's right down the road from Acme? I know it is. That's right, the free house, right there in the north loop of Minneapolis, right in Washington. So if you are going to Acme, or you're going to a game or you're going to a theater production, make a whole night of it. People always ask me where they should go before one of those events. You should go to the free house. Their menu is perfect. Every family member can find something, whether you're looking for healthy their salad collection is amazing. I love the kale chicken salad. If you're looking for hearty, the chicken tender melt is Colin's favorite. If you're looking for mid-range healthy, <laughs> this is what <laughs> I call it, I love their turkey burger. It's one of the best in the cities. And you can wash it all down with one of their beers brewed right there at the Freehouse by the Freehouse Brewmasters. And the best part, and Dawn hates looking for parking, don't you, Don? I do. You don't have to worry about it because there's a brand new parking ramp right behind the Freehouse on 3rd. So for more information, to see their menu and everything, go to freehousempls.com.
3: I, I need some dirt, dirt, dirt,
1: dirt. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Up to the minute entertainment and pop culture news heard at the top of every hour on My Talk 1071. Yeah, that's really great. Could you please tell us what's going on? What's going on? Rush Limbaugh has made a career out of shocking listeners. The create the uh, conservative radio host on Monday dropped a bombshell no one saw coming. He revealed he's suffering from advanced lung cancer.
2: Oh,
3: that's and, not good. Uh, no, it's,
2: I I was encouraged for the sake of the country that I saw a lot of folks who are in media on the opposite end of the political spectrum from Rush uh, fill their Twitter feeds with. Graciousness and love and compassion for Rush. And I thought, okay, this is nice to see, Um, you know, quote unquote, quote, foes on the political spectrum kind of coming together because, uh, my goodness, and this hits close home to me. This is what happened to Cappy. It started as Mm -hmm. advanced lung cancer. So cancer is so evil. It's so, so, so evil. So the best. Always seems hollow when people say this, but the the best uh, to Rush and his family.
1: Yeah, he's going to be taking a couple of days off a week for treatments and wanted to explain why he would be gone. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, um let's talk about Lady Gaga's new boyfriend. yeah if you want to see a picture of him, you can go to the my talk Instagram and see him. Michael Polanski is his name. he's 33 years old. some facts about him. Uh, he co-founded and runs Facebook co-founder Sean Parker's Philanthropy Foundation. so he runs this foundation called the Parker Foundation. Um, he also graduated from Harvard. There's a smart guy for her there and he met her he met Gaga through Parker.
3: So I'm having a hard time supporting this union because I'm still waiting for her to get together with Bradley Cooper. Oh well, that's not gonna happen. I, I no, am still it.
1: still holding out hope friends. I was thinking about that and and then I thought you know what I think they're too big of stars together. I think Bradley Cooper needs somebody that adores isn't him Cooper and she
4: all... He's already married, isn't he done? No, no he broke he up with Arena Shank. It. Yeah. Well they weren't married. Oh, they, they do have, have
1: a child, child together. Oh, see, we know all about it. I think <laughs> and that he's I'm still waiting. What I'm saying is, I don't know if he could handle Lady Gaga's
3: schedule and not being there to adore him. You know, probably not. Yeah. I'm just still waiting for Brad and Jen to get back together. Oh, too, so. stop oh, it! Stephanie. I know. I I know. Oh I know. God.
2: I want it. You know, I want Dallas to come back, but it's not going to. <laughs> <I>
3: did <laughs> for it, a brief time, yeah. and then Larry died. And Everything's Larry died. possible.
2: Dar- uh, Dallas,
4: nothing. I want. I dream a genie to come back. Oh, you dirty
1: old man. (laughs) All right, the season three premiere. (laughs) (laughs) Touche, Don
4: McClane.
1: Go watch the halftime show again, Kenny. (laughs) (laughs) The season three premiere of The Masked Singer got the coveted post Super Bowl time slot 23.7 million people tuned in. And last year they aired The World's Best after the Super Bowl and they got 22.2 million. So,
3: everybody's watching The Masked Singer.
2: It's good. It's fun. It's mindless. We need it right now, especially people in Iowa.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say the (laughs) Iowa caucus people. And that's the latest dirt. You can find more on our app and mytalk1071.com. That is brand new information. My Talk Dirt Alerts at the top of every hour and at 820, 1220, and 520
2: on mytalk1071. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Jason and Alexis in the Morning. Right here on My Talk 107 One, everything entertainment, everything Barney Fife.
0: Hi!
2: Hi, Richard Simmons. I'm Jace with Don McClain, Stephanie Hansen, and Kenny. It is 8.06 on this February 4th. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you're uh, sunny outside. looks really nice out. It's good to see the sun. Yeah, yeah. good to see the sun Mm -hmm. after after Seattleopolis the last month or so.
3: You guys, the days are getting so much longer. Oh, are they? Yes, like it's sunny, not as sleepy. Yeah, it's it's light out at like five fifteen, five twenty. Yeah,
2: that's good. That's good, girl.
3: And daylight savings is like the first week of March, I think.
2: Hey, it's coming up. Yeah. Thanks to everybody. I started a grapefruit gate. Uh, I went <laughs> off there. And made, I made Dawn laugh because uh, I <laughs> ate like an orangutan in one of the commercial breaks a few minutes ago because I honestly I'm a 45 year old man who doesn't know how to properly cut a grapefruit. And I, 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 I had a meltdown. I had a meltdown in the break room. I couldn't <laughs> cut it properly. I couldn't get the pith so my executive producer, Jeff, comes in here. um, And he goes, what are you doing? Well, he comes in (laughs) here and he goes, uh, is there anything you want to go off on today on the Jason show? And I went, oh,
4: yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Grapefruits. I said, oh, yes. Oh, yes, my friend. Grapefruit. And he started laughing. He goes, what do you mean? I go, I don't know how to cut a grapefruit properly. And I said, I need the farmers to engineer, uh, you know. So he goes, what do you mean? You just cut it. And then you slice through the. Cliff, The, the PIF. P I T
3: H Don't say that.
4: Don't say that on the air. Piff. <laughs> what
2: is that?
3: Pith? It's the piff. white hairy stuff and the skin that's around the fruit.
2: I had never heard Kenny, had
3: you ever heard of
2: pith?
4: Uh, you're pissing me off. <laughs> pith. <Piff. laughs>
2: <Piff. laughs> I'm
1: but, so pithed at you. I'm so pithed. <laughs>
2: Don on, a couple of you th- you you totally pissed <laughs> me off last night. um But, Kenny, honestly, had you ever heard of piff? I do
4: not touch grapefruits. I cannot stand them. They are so, so icky. Oh, they're so good. Oh, they're
2: so good.
0: I
4: only do those tiny little oranges. What are they called? Clem. Clementines. Clementines. Little cuties. Yeah. yeah.
3: Kenny, for some reason, I feel like fruit and vegetables don't pass your beard Uh, lips very often. I do
4: bananas. I do (laughs) clementines. I do apples, but I cut them up first. Okay. uh, And... Um, vegetables. I, I like potato It sounds like chips. a
3: child's uh, <laughs> snack box. <laughs> I do bananas and apples, but I cut the apples first into little segments.
2: I do, I do. Uh, but anyway, so I told Jeff. So look forward to that on the Jason show. I'm going to go off, but people are now texting. I'm sorry, uh, tweeting us all sorts of uh, spools
3: implements
2: implements and writes to me on twitter she sent me something from bed bath and way beyond called a squirt
1: oh my god that's <laughs> the Only beyond bed, part. path and crap has something that's, called a squirt that's the beyond part of bed bath and beyond what squirt what <laughs> it's,
4: it's called it's beyond cold. the back room
2: <laughs> it's called Squirt free stainless steel <laughs> grapefruit knife. And I don't know why it's squirt-free or how this knife can claim that. But it's from Bed Bath and Beyond, and and it's available to you to cut your grapefruit, I guess, squirt-free. And then the other end, it's like a double-sided lightsaber. One is a knife that cuts through <laughs> that cuts through the piffany, the piff. And then the other side of the knife uh, is uh, curved to follow the curvature of the grapefruit. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. You can
1: also use it in the apocalypse if someone's going to attack you. (laughs) Just take it as a weapon. That sounds dangerous. Sounds like a
2: skinning knife. Oh, oh, Kenny. But anyway, thanks everybody. See, this is, I I say this again because this is what's so great about my talkers. Uh, we could say something of like, you know, Kenny could be like, I don't know how to do blank. And you guys, you immediately flood us with emails of how to do it. And that's why I love you, because I've gotten now 20 emails about how people and everyone does grapefruit differently, which is fascinating to me. I'm serious, Hanson. Everybody, you need to do a whole weekly dish on grapefruit gate. Uh,
3: Grapefruit sectioning. You know, I actually have a grapefruit spoon from like my great, great, great something that's like from the late 1800s oh
1: my gosh they were thinking about it then
3: i should show a picture of it to you guys when i get home it's pretty cool looking
2: they ate grapefruit like that back then i don't
1: know i guess Wow, that must have been a real treat. From they probably get it got it in their stocking a grapefruit. <laughs> we you used know, to get I, oranges, oranges in our stocking. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, that's an exotic fruit for eighteen hundreds.
4: <laughs> yeah, and how long did it take them to deliver <laughs> it up here? Like <laughs> <laughs> a month and a half.
1: <laughs> in the
3: covered wagon,
4: pony express. That was
1: seriously, a big deal. Yeah, and then that they to a get deal it to deal middle for America. Those Oh yeah. my gosh! They probably were half rotten by the time you got it I'm from
3: California. A
4: little punky, yeah. Oh, it's all practical
3: oh. over there in Don's brain. <laughs> oh God! <laughs>
2: but she makes a good point. It's not like you had. It's not like you had UPS back then. How the hell are they getting they the Great Express?
1: Oh, they're not going to ponies. Use aren't that fast.
2: <laughs> you better
1: get some Clydesdales out here with a big old wagon.
2: You got to get the grapefruit from Florida to Idaho, but the ponies aren't that quick. Don I mean, makes a good point. Can you imagine when the grapefruit guy shows up?
0: God, <laughs> he's. He had-
2: The thing's they, covered
4: with postage stamps. They, they probably thought he was like a.
2: They thought he was like a wizard. <laughs> Who is this? Oh God. The rainmaker probably <laughs> brought a grapefruit of which you speak. Who is this mystical man with this strange fruit? Dear oh. Charles, today I received in the mail something absolutely spectacular.
4: <laughs> I received the grapefruit you sent last year. Thank you.
2: Oh, Oh, God. Oh, Oh, gosh. Oh, my head hurts. Oh, that was good. (laughs) Dear dear Charles. See, this is
1: why I would read Little House on the Prairie, because they would describe things like this, and
3: it was like, made me appreciate things as a kid, you know? (laughs) Like the tr- the difficulties of getting ice and freezing, yes. they uh, to keep their food cold. I remember reading that and thinking, wow. And making uh,
1: maple syrup out yep. of the the tree the sap and oh boy. Oh
2: gosh, I am so glad I am not a colonial person.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just, just not. Oh gosh. Oh boy.
2: I I've said it many times in the show. I would not be a good colonial. I would. Oh no, no, I would not do well. I at a sod all. Sod Buster. I mean, again, I just what a sod buster, <laughs> sod buster. buster. Yeah, the hell don't... is that?
4: <gasps> well, Kenny, would you like to? Uh, it, it, well, it's my people. They the people that originally carved up the prairie and turned it into tillable, and then they used big chunks of sod to make their first houses. Yeah, yeah. the
3: roofs of sod. They'd
4: cut them out of the side of a hill and uh, put put on a front <laughs> and a roof, and here we go. I still yeah.
3: know someone that lives in a sod house, <gasps> <in> <gasps> The Nebraska. Roofs?
2: I just love that Donda said The Roofs of Sod. That sounds like a miniseries from the 70s. Yeah. Roofs (laughs) of
1: Sod. The Roofs
2: of Sod, sod following north and south. (laughs) There's
0: still two. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, Stephen Diener hosted the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, The Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world.
3: Rain Wilson, Amer Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
4: Bowls in the property I have up north where the original sod house and a sod barn or sod shop were.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> really?
4: Yeah. yeah. And my people but- cut ice too, put it in the ice house.
1: When you say oh. your people, you mean what?
4: The dumb old the Swedes. People? The dumb old the Swedes that came over in the eighteen hundred. <laughs> stubborn the bear bunch people. of dumb bastards. <laughs> but
1: they're my oh, people. The Swedes, okay.
2: Yeah, they're my people. Oh. Dawn, do you mean the bear people? <laughs>
4: I'm just oh man.
2: Are you are you the myth? Are you the mythical bear people that come to the village with the mythical fruit? Oh God. <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh, but think about that. Dawn, you make a really good point. Like, back in today, things that we considered just every day, like, what happened when, you know, little Mary Ingle saw a banana for the first time?
1: Oh, she flipped her lid. <laughs> that's why she went blind.
2: <laughs> oh, that's right, Mary. Oh, Jason, I just said, what did she, she do so when excited. she saw? She didn't see the banana because she was blind. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to make a blind joke. Oh, no, she I didn't. Did. She wasn't
1: blind all the time, just Cue in Laura, later years. Cue listener Laura telling us how Mary went blind. Please, on Twitter, Laura, tell everybody <laughs> and tag us so we all know why. She got see, I, scarlet I, fever.
2: See, I thought she got kicked by a mule, but yeah, no, but she got scarlet fever. I always thought that that's how Mary became blind. She got kicked by a mule. But no, Laura always corrects me. She got scarlet fever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, boy, oh, this is the weirdest oh, break ever. What ever. do I write down in the podcast here? Uh,
2: I have no... Good luck God. with that, dog. Mary
3: goes blind. Oh.
2: Uh, yeah, good luck describing this segment. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Elizabeth Rees is here with the Dirt Alert. Stay with us.
1: The smell of pizza is like the best thing in the world to me, but you can't eat pizza every day.
2: Well, you can, <laughs> but then... You're shopping for bigger belts. That's correct.
1: Yes, you are shopping for bigger belts, bigger clothes. Nobody (laughs) wants to do that, especially in the new year. Uh, Livia is a realistic approach to weight loss and well-being. I have done their program, and their program, they'll customize it for you. They have registered dietitians, nutritionists, and they've been doing this for a long time. They know how to be successful for you. Uh, Ten convenient locations in Minnesota and Wisconsin, and I had a great experience with them. You know, yes, they, you did.
2: You've, you've talked about it a lot.
1: They they sit down with you every week and they go, Dawn, what's coming up? And I'll say, Oh, I have to live with all my coworkers for a week. <laughs> and all the food <laughs> thanks, is catered B, in. Yeah, yeah, thanks a lot. So, anyway, call Livia today, 855 GO LIVIA. Say you heard it on the My Talk podcast or go to Livia.com. That's L I V E A dot com.
2: This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if Elizabeth is ready to join this show today. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk 1071, everything entertainment. I'm Jace with Don, Steph, Kenny, and now Elizabeth Reese with the Durler. Good morning, Elizabeth.
0: Good morning. Morning. I never know what I'm walking into, and it's just oh, a joy every single day. I have no idea. It's like when my children no. wake up. Are we going to be happy? Are we going to be sad? Are we going to freak <laughs> yeah. out about getting hands on? Are we not going to be? What's going to happen? Who exactly. Knows? Are we going to love scrambled eggs and then the second they're placed in front of us say, I don't want them. Oh, gosh. <laughs> then
3: they get the lecture from Mama about that we don't say when someone serves you food that we
0: don't want it. I know you've given that lecture girl mama bear goes crazy about the food i mean you should have seen me when franklin threw a hard-boiled egg on the floor the other day (laughs) you all know what a hard-boiled egg is worth to me right yep it's like gold right and he got he got a serious talking to oh my gosh was it already peeled Yes, Dawn. (gasps) Do you know how much work it is to peel a hard-boiled egg? It's the bane of my existence. It's about as hard as it is
2: to peel a grapefruit. Right?
0: I know. So much pith (laughs) in that grapefruit. Anyway. She said it.
2: She said it, Kenny. She said it.
0: We just had a long discussion about grapefruits just to catch you up. Oh, that's great. Okay, good. Um, I do have some dirt to get to. Now it just turned to 820, so I feel like I should get down to business. Um, Shannon Doherty has some really sad news. She has revealed that she now has stage four cancer. And this is three years after she went into remission uh, with her previous bout with breast cancer. She said she's been private about fighting the cancer for a year because she wanted to prove she was able to work. She's of course been doing that um, 90210 alumni show. Yes. And she did an interview with Good Morning America and she said, I don't think that I've processed it. It's a bitter pill to swallow in a lot of ways. I definitely definitely have days where I say, why me? And then I go, well, why not me? Who else besides me deserves this? None of us do. Um, She said she told a small group of people, including her co-star Brian Austin Green, And, um, she said, Brian, who was the one person, um, who was really just helpful because she would, he would always call her and say, whatever happens, I've got your back and would Mm -hmm. kind of support her quietly on the set.
4: Oh, yeah.
3: So I don't even sad. know what to say about that. That oh, is like my nightmare. It's awful. Yeah. And it's, it's awful. Horrible. And it's such a reality mm-hmm. for so
0: many people who have lived with cancer is that fear of it coming back is so yeah. intense oh. and real. So sending lots of love to Shannon Doherty. Absolutely. Um, Jessica Simpson's book is out today. Ooh. Isn't this oh. very oh, exciting? Ho. I've been looking forward to this for two yep. weeks. Yep. I have it ready to preload. It's going to be my first book that I listen to on Audible. Oh, I got my subscription oh, two months ago, and I've just been stacking up credits and not doing anything with it. <laughs> um, so today that's about to change. And Jessica Simpson, in her book, it's very real about John Mayer, Tony Romo, her parents' divorce, alcoholism, all of the stuff is what she's talking about. Um, she talked about... Some really interesting dynamics between different relationships. And I think so much of what she talks about in this book that we've been seeing so far is so relatable. She said um, when her relationship with John Mayer started, she said, I would get up to go to the bathroom and John would ask, where are you going? While I was married, my ex-husband couldn't be bothered to figure out what city I was in. Of course, she was talking about Nicola Shea. Uh, she said it felt safe to be desired. I know John would never cheat on me, and that confidence was a new feeling for me. Oh, wow! Ooh, hello. Oh, oh, I, I need to read delicious. this. Yes, one hundred percent. She um, talked about how John Mayer essentially broke up her relationship with Tony Romo, who played for the Dallas Cowboys. And um, when he, because John Mayer sent her a birthday text, and Tony Romo had been concerned that she was still seeing John Mayer, he saw the text message, broke up with her on the spot, and then she ended up going back to John Mayer. Oh. He said she wasn't cheating on Tony Romo. Um, she went on to marry Eric Johnson in 2014. And she talks a lot about her battle with substance abuse for the first time in the book. And she said, I had to strip away all the self-medicating to feel the pain and figure out what was wrong. I'm still doing the work in therapy two times a week, resolving those issues. That's a significant therapy commitment. Yes. Well, and she's in recovery. So,
3: yeah, you know. Yeah, that's true. Takes a while. All those feelings that, that uh, people
1: pushed down I know. that they don't want to feel. And that's why they're using the substances. You just got
0: to work all those you out have to work through it. Yeah. It's, it is a reminder though, you know, I mean, what a, what a gift she has to have the resources and the time to be able to do yeah, that. You know, and so many people who are yes. struggling with issues like her. Yeah. It's hard to go to and afford therapy two times a week. Yes. Yeah.
2: It's expensive. Believe me, I I'm in therapy and it's, it's, yeah. I
0: know. I, yeah, I pay for it too. And you're like, yep. wow, so do I. <laughs> that was an, ex- that was like a hundred dollar hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, how did that we happen? Um, but anyway, the book is called open book. It's out today. And um, she is really, I think revealing a lot about her life. I think it'll be really interesting to read if you were kind of a fan of the Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Jessica Simpson, all those kind of, um, yes. pop stars, and then what that level of fame at such a young age and what sort of the competition and the pressure that was put on them that I hope it's not put on these stars today. I think stars, you know, these pop stars are encouraged to sort of be their own person a little bit more today versus, you know, 20 years ago when it was all about fitting into this sort of like pop star Mm -hmm. boy band mold. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's shifted a little bit? I hope so.
2: I think it's shifted. I think it's different types of pressure now. I think there is a pressure now. Fame is not linear. You just don't do a show and you're done. Now there's the pressure to uh, perform not only in your given art form, but now you gotta do social media yeah. and you gotta expose yourself. I think stars of the young stars today are way more exposed to people. Yeah. And I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing. Yeah. No. Um I, I don't.
0: If you watched um The Bachelor last night like I did, boy, it's on again on Wednesday night this week. <laughs> oh criminy Pete. Yeah. Anyway, um you saw the girls who are all vying for Peter the pilot's heart do a photo shoot, and Cosmopolitan Magazine was who the shoot was for, and they've decided not to publish their Bachelor cover after all. So um, you might have been expecting to see Victoria Fuller, who is one of the contestants on The Bachelor, be on the cover of the next digital issue of Cosmo, but that's not going to happen because Victoria was apparently linked to a clothing brand that featured the words White Lives Matter. It surfaced last month that she had once modeled for this um, ad campaign and wore clothing featuring that slogan. And then Cosmopolitan Editor-in-Chief Jessica Pels shared in a letter last night, unequivocally, the White Lives Matter movement does not reflect the values of the Cosmo brand, Mm. is what she said calling it a movement is a bummer um and then she said uh so now even though victoria fuller won the group date challenge her cover will not be released Um, she went on to say we stand in solidarity with black lives matter and any cause that fights to end injustices for people of color a lot of stuff comes out about these bachelor contestants. Yeah. And don't yep. they vet them? I, I was guess. just going to, yeah. She was the one who dated Chase Rice, who is a country singer. Oh, yeah. And then on, the, uh, she and Peter did a one-on-one date, which ended in a concert from Chase Rice. And Victoria walks in and sees her ex-boyfriend, who she'd just broken up with in order to go on the show. Oh, my gosh. She's got a lot of controversy around that her. That was an awkward date. Whoops,
2: yeah. ABC. There Whoops. You go. All right, that's yeah. what I got,
0: friends. Thank you.
2: Elizabeth isn't done, though. She also has Best to the Nest, uh, her podcast with Marjorie, available right now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podcast One. And don't forget to watch Elizabeth at 3 on Twin Cities Live. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with Dawn's review of Ford versus Ferrari after this. Welcome back, everybody. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my Talk with71 everything entertainment. I'm Jace. With Don, Steph, and Kenny, Lex comes back on Thursday. We say goodbye to Stephanie tomorrow. Uh, We're never going to say goodbye to Kenny, so keep that in mind. Oh no! No, Kenny's here forever. Um. Steph isn't going anywhere. You can listen to Steph. Not dying, if that's no, no. You can listen to Steph on the weekly dish. On Saturdays, and follow her on social media, Stephanie's Dish. She's the food diva. I love her.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, yes. We're getting ready. Let me just, uh, shameless plug, but it'll be fun because I'm sure Steph will eventually talk about it on her radio show, too. I'm very excited. And, Dawn, I we should bring you on one of these. I think you would enjoy it. We're doing something new called Fancy Food Field Trips, where we take uh, deserving women uh, that have written to me, Uh, And said, you know, hey, uh, I'm like this. The one that we chose to be the inaugural. She doesn't do anything for herself. She's a busy mom of three. Um, She said the fanciest food she ever eats is Olive Garden. And she (laughs) hears us talk all the time about these restaurants. She hears us talk all the time about these restaurants. So what we do is we take these folks to lunch with us and we introduce them. It's all about getting people out of their comfort zone. So we got so many submissions because we had folks tell us their story of like, why do you, you know, why is it important for you to step out of your comfort zone? And we had this woman email. We won't reveal who it is until the show, but she was great. I'm kind of described. She was a mo- a mom. She is a mom, doesn't do anything for herself. Um, And rarely uh, Thinks of herself uh, To do something nice So what happens is uh, we have a restaurant And they meet us there And Stephanie and I sit there And uh, the restaurant gives them a feast And they get to try all sorts of stuff That they would normally not have Maybe the opportunity to try and I'm so excited. So uh, Steph is my co-pilot for that. That's and, uh, cool. Yeah, isn't that fun? I yeah. love it. And this and this first woman, I think we're going to have a blast with her, and she deserves it. So in the in the restaurants, uh, great too. I can go ahead and reveal that we're taking her to Smack Shack. So she is going to get a major feast. Um. So yeah, should so I I'm put excited. this on
3: my calendar?
2: Yeah, it'll be. We'll talk about it. Okay. Uh, you'll get. You'll be getting an email. Soon. Should
3: I reveal that this is the first I've heard of such fun night? <laughs>
2: yeah, it <is. laughs>
3: I'm just yep. sitting here like, oh, does, okay. is, I'm. I'm like confused. I'm like, does is it is it happening with me? Is it happening with someone else? Yeah, it's happening else? with
2: you. No, it's happening fun. with you. I'm yeah, excited about
3: that you. because there are a lot of people that don't eat like you know we eat out all the time and we do all this fancy stuff because people are busy and they've got kids and they just don't have the opportunity. So. I love doing this Mm -hmm. with my sister, like bringing her things she's never had before, or she'll tell me like, oh my gosh, I ate at the best place yesterday, and she'll tell me all about it. It's fun.
2: Yeah, I'm excited. I just love getting people out of their comfort zones, and um, yeah, so we're going to have fun. Uh, 836. How was the movie? How was the movie? How was the movie? How was the movie? My big fat movie
4: review.
1: Yes, I saw Ford
3: versus Ferrari this weekend. Oh, I've heard that this movie is just fantastic.
1: It is. I I, you know, didn't have a lot of expectations. I'm not really into racing, uh but you know what? That's what's great about this script is that uh that the writers really made it accessible for people that aren't necessarily into racing. Uh, they they dumb it down and simplify it for us. Christian Bale is in it. Uh, Matt Damon. You also have, uh, John Bernthal, um, and the chick from, um, uh, from, oh, that Scottish show. Oh gosh, what's your name? Uh, Catherine
3: uh, Outlander. Yeah. Outlander. Yeah.
1: The woman who plays Claire. Yes. Uh, she's fantastic. She plays Christian Bale's wife. And it's a story of something that really happened in racing history Um, and a little bit of the plot here. You know, Ford wanted to beat Ferrari when it comes to racing. And he just couldn't Mm -hmm. stand the fact that Ferrari was winning all of these races. And so he wanted to build a Ford car that could beat him in the Le Mans race uh, in France. So uh you know he got the best people one of them being carol shelby who's known for if you know what a shelby mustang is if you mm-hmm. know anything about cars you know this is a very famous car designer uh but sort of a good old boy man's man you know type of guy who is no nonsense and then you have christian bale playing ken miles who was really controversial you know he was a character who he did not give a crap he had no filter he was stephanie uh, hansen. yeah he's like stephanie hansen in a race car basically yeah. <laughs> you know and so he did not portray the image necessarily that ford wanted for their products but he was the best racer out there so it's a really push and pull uh between um carol shelby ken miles and ford uh trying to convince ford that they need to use him as a driver and then you get to the race itself and uh i mean this guy was an incredible driver and it's the history of what happened during uh this whole time period and it could be boring but it's actually not they have a great storyline with christian bale and his son That's very simple with the wife you know you really believe that they these two actors were playing people that right loved each other it didn't seem false or anything like that christian
3: bale is the most amazing actor
1: he is great i i totally agree I agree. I know that a lot <laughs> of people
4: have laughing? a I don't I, they have a thing disagree about him. I agree one hundred percent. I think oh. he's awful.
3: Oh, really? Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. every movie was... he's in, I forget.
4: Oh God, I can I can never forget. And that's what drove me crazy about this movie, which I absolutely love. Wow. Yeah. You wow. did not like it.
1: See, I didn't think Matt Damon did anything that special. And I know he wasn't really I think he's nominated. overrated. But he was yeah.
4: very close to who the real Car- Carol Shelby is.
1: Right. Um, yeah. I you Ken can Miles argue that.
4: wasn't as quite as uh, outrageous as uh, what's his name played him.
1: Okay, yeah. Well, um, maybe we can. The,
4: the problem with me is I'm way too close to that story and know every minute little detail about the true story. Sure. So you go to the movie expecting that, and you get the dumbed down Hollywood version for it. Well, but th- that's for why, I didn't... like
1: me, I liked that, and that's why I didn't
4: <laughs> say anything while you were talking about it. Because they did their job, and you're saying nice things about it, and that's meaningful to me. I like the the fact that people like you can go in there without any really background at all and and understand it and get it and enjoy it. Because it was a really, really fascinating time in a racing, and the reason Ford did it all is because he was insulted. He wanted to buy Ferrari, and Ferrari shut him down, Uh, Enzo shut him down. And so it was all of this happened out of spite. Uh, and, and they I, really
1: do portray that part yes, pretty well. Yes, yeah, that, and yeah. they
4: do very well. And, uh, and, and I just love that kind of tale where somebody worth a, a gazillion dollars says, okay, pal, I'm going to shut you down. <laughs> yeah. And he did eventually. It took him three years, but after three years. And I was going to ask you about that. While you were watching it, did it seem like the victory happened right away the next year? Or was it clear to you that it took three years?
1: Oh no! It was clear to me that it took okay, three years. Good, yeah, good, mm-hmm. good. Yeah, that this was a process, so they had to go back and forth. Then with... the
4: big question is: you being a movie buff and you knowing so much about uh, movies and scripts and, and uh, writing movies, do you think it's Oscar worthy? Anything in it?
1: Oh, I do. I think the script is definitely Oscar worthy. Okay. I don't know if the um, I don't. I don't think it's going to win Best Picture. I think because of the competition out there with 1917, sure. that's just so. Has everybody seen that yet? Yeah, I saw it and it's wonderful. It's fantastic. Jason, have you seen nineteen? Oh, we'll go together. Sunday is the Oscars. You have to if you see anything before Sunday, see that movie because it's just incredible. the The fact that they've I mean, it's like almost like one continuous shot. Now there are some tricks in there and some camera tricks where you know that they've cut because of the where they're moving. You know, there's just areas if you're you know into filmmaking, you can see where they can make a cut. But it's it's really exciting and it's a great story. There,
4: uh, am I correct in saying there's a continuity director for each movie? Continuity oh, sure. would be... Where the last scene cut and the next one starts, and you have to make sure everything in the background is all the same. Yeah, the continuity that had to be super frustrating in that movie.
1: Continuity directors actually look at minute details, like how, is your hair behind your ear right. in this scene? Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have your fork up right before right. that last cut? Right. Yeah. I mean, they just sit there like a hawk. I would love oh, to be a continuity goodness. director. Yeah. You'd be good my at it. My husband
2: would be. <laughs> no. My husband would be a great That'd one. Be fascinating. Too. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. I sure. in terms of Ford versus Ferrari, mm-hmm. I have heard that. Had there not been competition that is biographies, war-based, that just story, pure story, that this could be a Best Picture for just pure story, written script, acting, the whole package. I totally
1: agree. This is a really tough year uh, because there are so many fantastic films in in nominees in the categories of of Best Picture. It's
4: funny. that Everybody called uh, Old Man Ford, they called him the, the deuce because he was the second. Yeah. And it was rumored to be that it was his big dumb idea for these three to finish um finish tied during the big race which prevented Ken Miles from having the victory which right. he should have. And then poor Ken was testing next year's car a few months later. And the thing got away from him, or broke, and he ended up passing away and yeah. losing his life. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Okay. didn't ruin I the ending, ending, Kenny.
1: God, Kenny, what are you doing? You just told the big part of the
2: ending. Of the Way movie. to go, I Kenny. To but,
4: things, but Spoiler alert. It's like saying the Titanic sinks at the end of the well, movie. But people I, don't exactly. know
1: that. I didn't know that.
2: Come on. No,
1: I didn't. I really didn't until <laughs> I saw it happen. <laughs>
2: Way to go, Kenny. Oh, God. I mean,
1: anyway, to... other, sto- other movies nominated. <laughs> if yeah. you want to watch Marriage, please watch Marriage Story. It's on Netflix. Don't be afraid. I know a lot of people are like, oh, that sounds so dark. It's, and it's beautifully so, it's acted. It's so beautifully acted. You have know, to I see Adam it. Driver. He's amazing. Johansson. I mean, they're both. Oh, man. I
3: feel like Adam Driver should win. I didn't see Joker. But I just you know what? Joker's Joker is a horribly dark, depressing, yeah, movie that Joaquin Phoenix is transformative in it. And I love Adam Driver, too. but there's no way you could watch him playing The Joker really? and not vote for him. Oh, but I it's just... so depressing and dark. It's just it yeah. makes you feel sick watching it now, Kenny, yeah, the I... way
1: you feel about Christian Bale, that's the way I feel about Joaquin Phoenix. So it's totally hard for understand. me to like, yeah. you know, it's like, oh go God, go he
3: was Johnny Cash. Like that guy can take a role. And this is what I like about Christian Bale, too. They like transform themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: they're not
2: comparable. We're, I love it. 844. We're going to transform into <laughs> a commercial fight off break. Kenny? <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> we're going to transform into a commercial break. We'll be back after these words. Welcome back, Jason and Alexis, in the morning. On My Talk 1071, everything entertainment, everything carpet squares. I'm Jace with Dawn, Steph, and Kenny. Now, yesterday at this time, Dawn, uh, you unveiled, you revealed that Donna and Steve were both sick. <laughs> yeah. And you and Kenny had to continue <laughs> with the Donna and Steve show. Yeah. Uh, how did that go?
4: Don't make us say nice things about Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but we probably should. <laughs> we yeah, have we done. should. We should. I mean,
1: that guy. If you wow. could just see, I wish I could show you the grid that he planned. It was like stuffed full. I've never even seen. I think it would take me three days to fill out a grid like that.
4: I've never seen so many words on one page. It was like reading a note from the Unabomber.
1: (laughs) It was like (laughs) links and links and links. I mean, this guy, he really worked his butt off. I came in and just talked. I'm like, what are we doing next? It was easy, right?
4: I thought we were going to have to use our brain, so uh, he would tell me something and I'd start scribbling notes about what I might think or what, you know. Uh, but I, I didn't have to use my brain at all. He had audio for everything. It was absolutely amazing. He doesn't do this every day, does he? Yeah, ho- he does. He does? Yeah, he's good at producing. Oh, this this dumb kid's going to go far in this business. <laughs> He, yeah and, he, and you know Donna really, really does
1: a lot ha, a lot of that too. I mean she's all she has
4: so he picked so much up stuff. where she w- would have normally done stuff. Yeah.
1: Steve Mad just skills. comes in and goes, "Well, blah, 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 blah. Yeah,
4: like me." And just that's, great. In and <laughs> that's great. That's his blah blah blah. Yeah. Blaying. Exactly.
1: That's what makes it fun. <laughs> a little more blah blah blah. No, but uh I think that um at the first hour what we wanted I think that there needed to be a little more room to breathe. Can I just say that because we yeah. He was moving on to the next thing, and yeah. Kenny and I want to BS a little bit.
2: Yeah, yeah, we don't. Yeah, they you, come from this and, show, and, and, which yeah. is that's what we do. Don't care that's about right.
1: exactly. We're not used to discipline. and we don't Kenny, care
2: about the rules or show prep no. or anything. And
1: Kenny would be like, he tried to shut things down mm, four times in the hour. <laughs> he goes on, he's like, I'm shutting this down. I don't want to talk about adult babies. <laughs> right. I'm like, no, let's right. talk about it.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so
1: to answer your question, it was easy because of Ryan.
4: I knew this kid uh, when he started with was gonna be it was gonna be good because he volunteered for every cruddy job there is here and he did it with a smile on his yeah, face. Yeah he did. And uh he really proved himself yesterday sure. to me. It's very important though that you don't tell him I said this. Okay. Yeah, he can't find out how much I really love him.
3: that little creep is really good at what he does.
4: <laughs> he is uh but I talked to Donna uh about ten minutes ago and she's she's got a voice. You know what I mean? She's got that deep, sick voice. It's oh. kind of sexy and kind of painful. Uh, so she, she's here, and uh, but Steve had, did not make it in today.
2: Oh, so, so he's
4: yeah. still gone. So yeah. it's Donna and Ryan. Oh, and it's goodness. fine
3: that when you're sick, you don't come to work yes. and share your microphone germs.
2: Yes. And, and Donna and uh, Ryan will do just fine. Yeah. It's. They'll do just fine. And to answer,
4: uh, I'm sorry. To answer everybody's questions, uh, that is Ryan's real voice. That's not. That's not a radio voice that he puts on for us. That's how he talks. Mm -hmm. It is. It's hilarious. We can't really figure it out. We're like, what is this guy?
3: (laughs) He also
1: proved other times that he's like a fifty-year-old man over and over again. He just keeps saying stuff. You're like, what?
2: He he and Donnie basically are the same because Donnie uh, Donnie gets here at six a.m. to work on a show that doesn't start till three p.m. and he staples things and he highlights things and he puts packets together and he. there's a lot
3: of printing that happens for the Lori and Julia show. Yeah.
2: And then they they throw it all away. And, and then he's, you know, he's searching far and wide for art audio. And, you know, back in the day, I could understand that. But now it's so readily available. I think I've asked Don... In, in all of these years, I think, and uh, who the hell was before Dawn? Um, I tried to forget it. Yeah. Um, anyway. I can tell you um, if you want to know. No, it's fine. All right. I, I, I think collectively I've asked for maybe 30 pieces of audio. Dawn, am I accurate on that one?
1: Yeah, we've got a different situation because you're sort of like the secondary producer over there. Jason's in a different building, so he does so much stuff on his own and plays his own clips so it yeah, makes it very easy for me. I don't have to do anything. I <laughs> I mean, I just sit here and talk, really. I mean, I'm like, "Oh yeah, you got that."
4: Okay. <laughs> but that comes that comes from you being a producer yeah. at one time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. once you've been a producer, you can't shake it.
2: No, no. And I like to have the I like to have kind of the the the, the control of like if I want to play a a deer, you know, I <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, and you also know where you want to go with things and where to start and stop yes. things. And it would just be cluttered up to There's, communicate that. There, it's been more yeah.
4: than once since I started here in December with you that I've said to Dawn off the air, how the heck did he get that audio so fast? It's just, wow. He's magic man And on
1: he the has buttons. it all in his head. It is. I do.
2: He Colin, knows right where it is. Colin was in here right as we started dating. And uh, it was he was very complimentary. And I. it's one of the best compliments uh, that I, I take. Very seriously, it, it means a lot to me because yeah, Donna's I take, here. I take pride. I take pride in Donna. Yeah. Do, hi, Donna Valentine. Hi, guys. You oh. sound you sound sexy.
3: Really? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, a little band of Macaro. <laughs> Thanks, Donna.
2: Are we going to catch whatever weird disease you have?
3: <laughs> no, now? I don't think
2: I'm contagious anymore. Okay. Oh, listen to that voice. You sound fantastic, I, Donna. I, wow. I might not even need a microphone today. No, you sound amazing. <laughs> well, Donna. Donna and Lil Creep coming up next. That's going to do it for us. Go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you're doing it wrong. Right, Don?
1: That's right. No matter how you cut your grapefruit, just cut it the way you want it to. Eat it like a monkey. We don't care. We'll see you tomorrow.